And I think it's very important that we speed it up. We live in a country where we are faced with, in the end, very high costs and have very strong competitive pressure. Manufacturing companies urgently must reduce their costs and they have to optimize their processes in the future. You are listening to the Future Proof Operations Podcast. The manufacturing sector is evolving and the work that happens on the front line is the key to driving future readiness. On each episode, we bring you conversations with global leaders in industrial companies. Our goal is to discuss trends, stories and people in digital manufacturing and offer the latest insight into solutions. Subscribe and be sure to check out our website for more resources at operationsone.com. I'm your podcast host, Benjamin Brockman. This episode is brought to you by Operations One. Operations One is the leading platform to bring operations to a new level of excellence. By supporting frontline operations from planning to execution to analytics, companies benefit from an empowered workforce, increased operational excellence and future-proof operations. Visit operationsone.com for more information. Hi Kai, welcome to the Future Proof Operations Podcast. Hello, Benjamin. Nice to see you. Kai, great to have you on this episode. Could you give me a short overview of who you are and what you are doing? Yes, of course. Sure. My name is Kai Donner. I'm 44 years old and I'm a mechanical engineer with a specialization in manufacturing technology. I founded my own engineering office and a consultancy company at the beginning of this year. For the past 10 years, I worked as a production manager and as a managing director in the industry. And yeah, let me say, so I have seen a lot of factories from the inside. The whole topic of lean production and lean management as an overtopic has been my great passion for many years. And that's why I had decided to found my own company for lean management and in the end, give companies external support in lean and production optimization. Yeah, you named Lean already for several times, and today we will talk about Lean. Before we do that, help me to understand what Lean is. So please explain it in a way that six-year-olds could understand it. Yeah, that's a funny point, but maybe I have a good example for kids. Let me try. For a six-year-old child, I would say that he or she is able to solve a magic cube, and that in a very fast way. What we need in this case are, yeah, first the right and very easy movement processes to understand the principles. We also need visual aspects, the colors on the cube, to see if you're right with your movements and actions or not. And as a most important point, we need a very good coach who explains the right or best process steps with a lot of patience and respect for your personal development. The rest is training, I think. Maybe a good example. Today, my son is able to solve a magic cube within under 30 seconds. For me, it's unbelievable. I don't have any idea how he solved this problem. But by the way, that wasn't me. He was his own trainer and was trained by himself. Every move, step by step. And I think that is important. He took into account the right steps and learned best practice. I hope this example maybe explains the importance of making little steps and having enough patience and a good trainer. Good trainer was in this case YouTube. So YouTube as a lean tool for solving the magic cube. 
a great picture. I find it a great picture to understand what lean really is. Because my experience is when you talk with industry experts or some other colleagues here from my company, everybody understands lean a little bit different. And so I like to ask that question and to get your perspective on lean and what it is about. Kai, you have a lot of experience working in manufacturing companies. Taking a look into the past decades, from your perspective, how did the factory change in the past? Yeah, good question. To be honest, for me, the changes are not really big as they should have been. We still see today a lot of factories with heaps of paper and bad possibilities to communicate. Processes are still difficult created, or let me say improvements are strongly recommended. It is going better and better, sure, but we still have little kingdoms in the departments. You know what I mean? There's very often one person who knows everything and everyone does what he or she says. Of course, there are also very good examples in terms of leadership, digitization and processes. But we see very often many glossy pictures on the internet and in the end on social media of brand new production halls. But the reality is a bit different. In many places, a lot of basic work is still needed in terms of digitization, good processes, and very important employee empowerment. Maybe, as I said, in the meantime, there are, of course, also very good examples where you can immediately see, how can I explain, that the management here is very exemplary and thinks intensively about the future. They have a clear and structured factory. People are working digital. No paper on the walls, very important for me, or on the machines. And you can see little groups making brainstorming or something like that. Dashboards with only a few production KPIs. By the way, sometimes I see dashboards that you only understand after 50 minutes because they are so complicated and no one will take a look at this. No one. It's huge. It's too much information. But yes, there are still a lot of small and big companies which have to do a lot of homework. Sometimes it feels for me a little bit like a two-class system. So on the one hand side, you have some players and they are already in a factory which is super digitalized. They have great processes, a lot of automation and so on, great dashboards. So they are state-of-the-art. And then there is another very big part, I would say a much bigger part, where you have a lot of laggards. So they are way behind, probably still working with paper, like you said. But for me, there is no class in between. So Do you see it the same, that probably some companies are not able to get into the position to really transform into that full digitalized factory and they are afraid of it and then they just do nothing and stay in that probably legacy world? Yeah, I have the same view or the same perspective on this point. There is a big gap, I think. We have a group which is very good in digitization, in using The lean approach, they have a totally different culture in the manufacturing. Automation is also a very important topic. But in the middle, it seems there's nothing. And then it's a big group. They do almost nothing or they are in the beginning of the process. Let's connect that picture of factories which you painted to the topic of lean. Because you have an argument or the opinion that you say, Lean is already existing for some time. It's not a super new topic, but now it should be seen differently. What should be seen differently and why? I think nowadays we look more on internal optimization. I see that very often. And on the one hand, that's very good. 
that's clear. But on the other hand, it's highly recommended that we should also focus on the customer's point of view. We have to adapt our organizations to the fact that the customer is a very central person in everyday business. And that internal optimization may not be that important to them at all. So I would say we should focus more on the importance of quality and perfect service for the customer. In order to realize this, however, we need people in the company who focus on this and above all have the time for it. But that is the critical point, I think. Of course, we get this free time, let me say, through lean processes and digitization so that our work is easy to be done. But then it has to go on. The time gained should be invested in customer processes. So I would say, or I can say, put all the time you have into tricky processes and solve problems that, for the customer. That is the point. So I would like to center the voice of customer. That is a very common word in the lean management and focus on this. So in summary, the lean approach is not create to fire employees or something like that. I have to say that very clearly. Rather, capacities should be created through process optimization so that the company can use the resulting free time to focus on important topics. This is the approach of lean thinking. I guess in the Western business world, let me say, we often think too much in the direction of efficiency. As I said, yes, important, absolutely clear, but the much better employee and customer-centric approach it's, is much more than efficiency in a medium to a long-term thinking. How can I explain it? Actually, we have to try every day that our employees and customers love our processes. The efficiency can then actually hardly be prevented in the end. Yeah, that's a super interesting point. And you named the employees, the people in the factory already. And you say that lean will help them to be faster, to be more productive. So you have more resources then, more free time, like you said. And that can be used to do different stuff and to focus more on customer processes, for example. Let's stick with the people a little bit more. So the people in the factory. You draw the picture at the beginning. Your son is solving a magic cube. And because of Lean, he would be able to solve it faster, for example, and he could solve more than one magic cube. Your son would be the people in the factory or would be the worker in the factory. How important is he for a successful Lean transformation? How important are people for Lean in general? Yeah, important question. People, for me, are the focus of all activities in the company. They are the living culture and, in the end, the soul of the factory. You can use the best methods in the world without people's acceptance. You will achieve almost nothing. For me, Lean has an incredible amount to do with leadership. In my opinion, good leadership can be trained, sure, to a certain extent, but basically it is in the DNA whether you are a charismatic leader and if you can get people inspired about a topic. Yeah, how can I say? Yes, training is possible. Okay, understood. So they are super important. And how can you include them into the lean process? How do you get them motivated? I think this is the difficult question. Yeah, okay. You mean how to put the people in the process or in the project? Exactly. Because you say people are super important for lean to make it successful. You talked about motivation, for example. Often here alignment. So everybody should know what is being done and why it is done, why it is being done. How should people be included in that lean process, in that lean transformation? Yeah, okay. 
First question, maybe, is lean really a process? Yeah? Is it a method? Is it something you should turn on in the morning and turn off in the evening? Is it a process? Yeah? Is it a project? I also often hear that statement, maybe, for example, no problem, we implement lean production in your company. In my opinion, this is not possible. I have to say that very clearly because lean is a culture approach and culture approaches cannot be implemented. You can create framework or conditions so that the lean idea can develop itself and grow in the end. But you can't implement that into a company. That's why lean isn't a process for me. But I know exactly what you mean. And my answer maybe most important point, put the people in the middle. If you want to create the environment in your company that fosters a culture of continuous improvement, then don't stop telling stories to your people about this. Talk about your ideas every day, how you want to create good processes. Why have we have to start by explaining to people what we are going to do and why their opinion is so important. Very important for me, why will we do this project, this improvement or this new business project? Does it belong to our strategy? So at the beginning, always pick up this thought and ask them to come up with their own ideas and bring them in. The goal should be that you no longer have to involve them, but that they involve you whenever there is a new problem to solve or another improvement which should be done. That is perfectly world. Yeah, I find it a super important point that you mentioned. Lean is not a project. It's not an initiative. It should be a mindset or a culture thing. It's interesting because I have some questions noted down and Some of the questions go in the direction of how should that project be set up? How can you make the lean project successful and so on? But I totally understand your point. And I think this is super important to get that into the DNA of the factory of the company to really think lean as a mindset, as a cultural thing. But what about companies? They didn't work with lean in the past and now they want to start to do it. So for them, it's like a kickoff starting something. And if you think of that like a project, so the kickoff of Lean, how should it be set up? So when I decide to start with Lean, I want to go in that direction. How should the Lean project or the Lean initiative be set up to be successful? Yeah, maybe, as I said, in a perfect Lean world, ideas for optimization projects come out of the team. A trained team sees quickly which activities or processing times are not necessary. Important, by the way, in the original lean context, we are not talking about waste, very interesting, but about things that are not necessary for our work or for the customer. There's a big difference if I would say to you, hey, Benjamin, your work is a waste. Or if I say, thank you, but your work is not necessary. It was too much. It was only too much. So it is often the case that the necessary improvements are still initiated by the managers. That is a point. So the impulse rarely comes out of the teams. In this case, it is important that the impulse can be further processed by the team and, if necessary, reshaped. Take a close look at who should be involved in the project. Often, you don't need every single person. I think that's clear. But it is important to ensure that the teams involved have a representative in the project team. This is the most important fact to consider. The second important point is make together a good formulation of the problem. This is where many organizations fail because they just mixed up everything. They talk about problems, causes, influences, and solutions at the same time. 
and most of all within one meeting that makes the chaos perfect that's let me say a normal day in the company so there should be a structure which will be moderated by a neutral person define your problem then check what could be the possible cause of the problem how much do the causes influence the problem not every cause is on the same level and only then you can create approaches for solutions we talk about approaches that should still be optimized in the next few days or weeks Okay, so everybody who would start to go into the lean direction now has the first recipe to start with. So he can start with the points you mentioned. I really love to talk about real cases or case studies in this podcast where I learn about your learnings, things you would do or wouldn't do anymore. When you think about some lean projects which you conducted in the past or some lean initiatives, I do not know how to call it now, but... If you think about that, about your work in Lean, do you have a specific project or transformation where you say, hey, I learned some stuff, I would do some stuff again, or I wouldn't do things again like that? Yes, maybe one example, maybe a positive example. In one of my projects, a large part of the production area was to be completely redesigned. You can say proper factory planning was necessary. At first, I thought that we, as a project management, have to leave that under our control because this project was very difficult but then i decided to put the planning of the production area to the closest management team together with their teams they should put all their know-how on paper the result was almost fantastic they were finally able to improve everything about the local conditions that had bothered them for years or since years I only had to make small technical corrections here and there, sure, but we now had the perfect basis for an optimal material flow in the factory. And in the end, my learning best of all approved by the people who worked there. They were totally involved in this project. Yeah. And do you have something where you said, ah, that didn't work out, I would not do that again? Some don'ts if you start with lean? Yeah, yes, I think so. Maybe one example. At the beginning of my lean career, I was too focused on the financial benefits on one of my first projects. During a SMED workshop, the teams wanted a new tool cabinets, which were very expensive, I have to say. But the decision to reject this investment, after that, the project performance became progressively worse. Since then, it has been clear to me, when we ask people what they need, we not only have to expect an answer, Furthermore, we have to understand that this is the important information. This is needed. You ask for it. Here's the answer. And now do something. The solution is, in this case, don't wait every time for a payback. So please pay forward in this project. Okay, great. Kai, at the beginning of the episode, we took a look into the past and I asked you about the last decade and how the factory changed. Now we are coming to the closing question. I would like to ask you how the future will look like. So if you think about the factory and lean in the next decade, the next 10 years, how will that change? And especially, how will the role of the workers change? We talked about the people, the employees in the factory. How do you foresee that future? Yeah, good question. And I think it's difficult to look 10 years into the future. But what we are seeing today, I think, is a strong link to digitization. Even if many companies still have to do their homework here, the digitization of workplaces and production lines is progressing. 
But in my opinion, progress is very slow, I have to say. And I think it's very important that we speed it up. We live in a country where we are faced with, in the end, very high costs and have very strong competitive pressure. Manufacturing companies urgently must reduce their costs and they have to optimize their processes in the future. Otherwise, it will be very difficult to keep up. Then companies have to optimize their processes and make everything perfect with very good digital systems. But I think, Benjamin, that we all still have a lot to do to promote this topic. I'm afraid a little bit this message hasn't reached all companies yet. In any case, the potential of lean and digitization is enormous. And I hope that in 10 years, we will see significantly more digitized workplaces and production lines in the factories than it is the case today. Production facilities that aren't covered with old work instructions would be a dream. The, the role of the production workers will change, I guess. Their skill profile will certainly include some IT requirements, but I don't think we need to worry about this because the IT systems are basically easy to use. In addition, young people today are growing up with good IT knowledge, better than my knowledge was, and already have good skills in this area. Last interesting point, yes, good processes and IT systems create free capacities. That's a fact. Clever companies use the free capacity to take care of problems which have not been solved until now. This will be a future skill, in my opinion. Okay. Kai, it was a pleasure to talk with you. Thanks for being on the podcast. Yeah, thanks for being here. Thank you, Benjamin. Bye. Thank you for listening, and we hope you found this episode valuable. If you enjoyed the show, please leave us a five-star review. You can find more information and resources at operationsone.com. This episode is brought to you by Operations One. Operations One is the leading platform to bring operations to a new level of excellence. By supporting frontline operations from planning to execution to analytics, companies benefit from an empowered workforce, increased operational excellence, and future-proof operations. Visit operationsone.com for more information.